Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right. Hello, everybody. This is the, we're recording this after the podcast, which is really long. It's, it's good, though. It's well worth listening to. But just a little warning. Towards the end of this podcast, <laughs> Laura is going to talk about something that, I mean, I wasn't expecting. Were you not? No. She's describing something. If you're in the, I mean, if the last couple of podcasts have been explicit, so you probably don't want to be listening in the car with the kids unless you're like us and you've exposed your kids to all of that. This one gets particularly fruity. <laughs> Enjoy. Bye. These marriages are not perfect. But all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Hello, testing, testing, one, two. This is the podcast, Husband and Wife Sentenced to Life, episode 169. It's Laura over there. Hello. And it's Simon here. Now we're sat in our front room, which is the, the I think this is the first time we've sat. You're going to stop fiddling about with that microphone. Yeah, well, you, you started without me there. Right. It's just coming up on midday, Monday, the 2nd of October. Grandparents Day today, World Farm Animals Day. Yesterday was World Vegetarian Day. Is there a link day. between grandparents and farm animals? Sometimes, if you've <laughs> met them. Uh, I'd just like to give you a flavour of the day. The weather at the moment stayed dry this morning, but cloudy. 19 degrees out there. It's quite a mild day, got to be honest. 
Thank done, you. Done my cycling this morning. Well done. Dropped the tiny terrorist off at school. Would you like to know... The route? Is hey, that your, the map? What about, what about this? I was telling you, uh, just before we started recording, as I got off the train at Marble Arch today to walk Betsy Pearl into school, mm-hmm. another dad got off who, yeah. I've, who I've met. I've not met many of the parents. He's got a job you would love. He is a tube driver. Any, any, I'm not saying he is, but anybody with slight autism would love that job. I think I would Are love Are you still thinking that, I, I mean... It's pretty much cut and dry that I've got slight postman's here. Listen, you're going to get postman. It's the win for the postcard lottery. (laughs) That's Charlie reacting about three minutes after he started (laughs) putting letters through. Yeah, if someone was breaking in, they'd be in the house by the time he'd let us know. So... Yeah, no, it's just one of those uh, jobs, isn't it? That, uh, trains. Well, I don't know if it is. Well, you know what it is? Probably it, a very methodical job. Yeah, no, because because timekeeping, that's really important. Like, timekeeping and everything goes in a straight line, you know, like... Yep. So it's... It's suited to people like you. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how difficult it is to get that job. I quite like that job. Well, I said to you about air traffic controller because I don't want to do that. But you, you were like the no. stress is again, off the chart. It's, it's apparently at... the most stressful job in the world. Nah. I, I, no, it is apparently the most stressful job in the world. Air traffic control. More so than have you never the seen plane? the film Pushing Tin? Right. Apparently, though, it's an it's a year's training to do that job. It's it not a year's a, training to fly the plane. Do you know how long? The, do you know what the burnout rate is on air traffic controllers? <laughs> I would never do that job. No. I By can't. the way, I'm basing all of this on the film Pushing Tin, starring John Cusack and Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> My entire outlook on air traffic controllers. Well, I know a couple, and I think this one guy who gave me the um, uh, Saints gnomes. He he listens, I think, but and he did it all his life. But I know they get paid well. Yeah, no, I, and that's why. Yeah, but heart attack rating I, that job is ridiculous. Well, I thought the most stressful job, and I thought more than any other job was teaching. I thought that job like has more nervous breakdowns, and they get paid a pittance. Yes. Right. Anyway, go on. You've totally made me forget what I was going to tell you. You you started to tell me about you got off the train with a guy. From another dad. Yeah. Did you tell him the route, the cycle? No, he asked me. Right. Because you, of course, don't want to know what route I cycle home. I try and cycle on a different route every day. Yeah. And he asked me what route I went, and I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing. Funny, a dad the other day said to me. Not quite about your cycling, but about the tube routes. He's like, what routes can you take then? And I'm like, I don't know, the such and such line. I don't know. Uh, and I was thinking, I don't, why do, why do dads care? Like, what, what is it? Anyway, today I went off piste. Again? I went, it didn't tell me to go off piste, but right. I realised that I cycle Unless I, right, I'm not going to go into the routes, but unless I go through town mm. at King's Crossway, which I've only done once, I always go 
past Camden. But you know where you get off the tube in Camden? You know there's the get-off side and then there's the get-on side in Camden? Yeah. You do know that, right? You're looking puzzled. You can only, it's always so busy that they only let you out on one side of the street and then you have to go around the corner to get yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I cycle past that and I go past the let you inside. So I don't go down Camden High Street, which yeah. is where all the shops are with the big, you know, yeah. 3D walls and everything. Anyway, today I get to there and I, I spot it coming. I don't normally see it. I'm not, you know, just not concentrating. Today, I'm like, Ah, fuck it. I'll go up Camden High Street for a laugh. You know, and go that way. It's added 10 minutes to my journey. But it was all right. It's it's nice that I can do that. You know what I mean? Did you see the local Camden High Street guy? The, you know, the was... the Camden Bridge drunks worked out, yeah? Yeah, there's three of them that I've seen. No, they're not there. Not the there. one who looks like uh, a fat Iggy Pop. Yeah. <laughs> if you get, by the way, if you're ever in London, you go to Camden. The bridge where the, you know, the Camden Lock Bridge is. Just have a look at on the bridge. There's a, there's always a couple of would-be punks there. And there's a guy who must be 60-year-old, never got a shirt on. And he's got this... He's going bald, but he's got mousy white hair, brown, blonde hair. <laughs> and he looks like a fatty hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Good and he's just standing there trying to look rock and roll. And I'm thinking, you look sad. Well, when I went past the other day, he was, I love you, into the phone. Yeah. I can't be without you. That'll be his dealer. <laughs> So anyway, this was supposed to be a short intro before we get to the meat, cool. but I want to tell you a couple of things. I saw two lots of, right, you know I'm no good at aging people. I saw two lots of tiny children going on school trips today. Mm. One was further downtown. One was uh, not far from our house here. And they were crossing road. And I did something that cyclists don't tend to do in London. I stopped at a red light. <laughs> well done. And to watch him cross, to let him cross, but to watch him cross as well. And I had the biggest smile on my face because isn't it always life affirming to see all these happy little faces? They must have been three <laughs> or four years old and they all have high-vis jackets on that are too big for them. Yeah. And they're all like holding hands across road and the, the, the teachers, who, by the way, look younger than our children, are uh, helping them across. Yeah. And they're like, the you know crossings don't stay on for long enough for a full classroom of children to cross. I was holding up the traffic because there were a car behind me, so I was like, "Nobody's moving to you lot are across this road." Good, you were like the the lollipop lady. Another job I could do. Anyway, it just made me. I'd seen two lots of them, and both times I saw them, I got a little shot of is it serotonin? What's it called? It just a little uplift made me feel happy. Nice, nice, Isn't that nice. Yeah. The other thing I saw today. I know you think I exaggerate. I'm going to tell you exactly what I saw. <laughs> Just as I was cycling up road around corner here, in the distance, I see a man walking a dog. Now, it looks like Charlie, our French bulldog. Yeah. But you know when they're a bit more chunky, their legs are a bit more further apart, so they look a bit like a... English bulldog. Yeah, like a staffy. Look, it looked almost like a staffy and cross yeah. or something like that. It was a meaty dog. Yeah. You know, Charlie, but... On steroids. Yeah, shorter legs and fatter. Like, yeah. I yeah. Get. Now, he's on the grass at the side of the curb, right? There's a couple of little trees. Mm -hmm. And he's doing... Right, I'm going to describe this guy to you. He looks Eastern European. Okay. So he's got a goatee, short dark hair, tracksuit, shiny tracksuit bottoms on. There's a lot of this round here. 
and <laughs> he's got on a puffer jacket hoodie, you know, like sleeveless yeah, and a hoodie yeah. underneath. So he looks like a Crime Watch UK <laughs> photo fit. I'm not saying that about Eastern Europeans. I just mean like, you know, I'm describing the guy to you. If I was, if he came at me, I'd be a bit scared. He looked like a tough guy. Right. Now, I'm not the fastest cyclist uphill, so I'm watching him for a while. Okay. And I thought he was just pulling his dog. You know, like <laughs> the dog was straining at the leash. He wasn't. Because then he did model legs. You know what? You know when girls do photos at brunch? Yeah. And they all do like, there's one, a... One the, leg forward with the bend. There's certain legs you can yeah. do to give you, I don't know, to make your calves look better or what. I always forget. You know what? You are. <laughs> I don't want. I'm. I'm digressing from my story too much here. But let me just say this: You're pretty, right? You're good looking. You've got a good figure. You're a good shape and everything. You cannot pose for a fucking photograph. <laughs> we went to Woods yesterday. And it were really nice autumn colours, and I'm like, I'm gonna get some pictures of me girls. I'm gonna get some of me. Every photo of you. It's like, can you look as much of a goofball as possible? <laughs> I can't. I don't know why. And it's like I, a really nice one. You're on bench. You're like, me tits around me waist. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a beautiful picture. I haven't had a bra on. Uh, <laughs> I And I put on about three dress sizes in a photo as well. I'd, uh, oh, they said the, uh, I was going to say the camera never lies. They said the camera can add pounds, but you don't. Anyway, you look beautiful. Anyway, go but on. But I just wish you could pose a bit better in pictures. <laughs> Anyway, if you could pose like this guy, so just think. So what was he doing? Taking photos? Eastern European hoodlum with a muscle dog. Yeah. Right? And he suddenly just starts doing like male model poses in this road round corner. And then I realise as I get closer, there's a woman crouched down behind the bush. I don't see her. She reveals herself as I go past. Right. So she's bending down at like seating level, taking pictures of him from below. He's pulling off all the model poses, you know, blue steel and everything. And his dog's on lead, string at lead. Do you think they were actually doing a shoot? Or? No, 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 no. No. No one's coming to the side of that petrol station right. to do a photo shoot. He was taking his dog to do a dump and he's like, I want to get a couple of pictures. Right. I've got my best puffer hoodie on. Me. Uh, <laughs> see, that I'm a bit... I I don't like the forced, you know, when when you're on like in Thailand, and we see people on the beach going, just stopping in the middle with their big hats, and standing there with their robes out. You know, you know what I mean. Those like, look at me. I don't like that kind of fake model. I don't mind. A, I don't mind a pose because we all, you know, it's nice to look nice <coughs> in a picture. But you know what I mean, like the Laura. One popped up the other day, a photograph of somebody we know, and they were on the middle of an empty street, uh, facing away from the camera. There's a woman, arms out, floaty dress on, right. and I'm like, I could never get you to do that photo. <laughs> You know, it and it it looked like that for everybody does it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I walk down streets with you and I'll see a cobbled street, a wet cobbled street, and I think, I want you to do that. And you just tell me to fuck <laughs> You just wouldn't do it if I told you, would you? No. But I want to get nice pictures of you. But they don't have to be Insta pictures, trout pout, you know, cock leg. 
all of that. I took some nice ones to Betsy, didn't I? But Betsy does love a pose. Yes. No, but I, and I also think that's a generation thing. I think because of, because of this thing about this is how you stand in photos, I think that like well, yeah, our kids, they all instantly pose in a photo. Whereas for us, it was like, everybody say cheese. That was how it used to be. The pictures, when you look back at pictures, and I'm sure it was the same in your family, you looked like, when you see a photograph of a refugee family now, like Ukrainian refugees or something, stood outside their house and everyone just stands. It's like the in-betweeners or something. Yeah, Not yeah, in-betweeners, no, what's no, the no, other no. thing called? The guy out of in-betweeners is in it. Yeah. Um, with the family. Friday night dinner. Yeah. You know the family shop where the kids are stood at the front, the parents yeah. are stood at the back and you all stand stock still. Almost like a Victorian image. Yeah, no, I get it. I it's get like it. they discovered photography in Victorian times and they went, this is how you stand as a family. And then right up till our upbringing, that's how we've stood. And then just around now, Instagram and TikTok come out and everyone's like, now we've got some new poses. <laughs> I saw I saw a photograph this morning, actually, and it was three women that I know and... All, all were stood in a line with the legs. I, I hate that. You know the Miss World picture where you go out in your yeah. brunch dress or your, your yeah. evening dress? It's got a split leg. Yeah. And you all have one leg forward. It's like a Miss World shot. I'm just like, oh, bollocks. Yeah. Just stand normal. Well. You know. But I just wanted a nice one of you leaning against a tree. You know. I just... And the funny thing is, had you not seen them, I'd have posted them. But you unfortunately happened to just look at, over my shoulder and you were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think I was in the right frame of mind yesterday. Yeah. To... Well, getting it when we go on dog walks. We did some foraging, didn't we? We did some foraging because it's the start of October. It was the 1st of October yesterday. And autumn is all around us, even though the weather is quite mild. Mm. And Betsy, for some reason, this has never happened in 11 years of her life. It starts October. She goes, <laughs> she gets out of bed. She goes, right, I'm watching an horror film. We're going to go and get some Halloween stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Daddy, it's Halloween. It's a big deal. And I'm like, no, it's a big deal on the 31st of October. Well, she said, well, Christmas Day is only one day, but we celebrate it forever. So, Yeah. Oh, she's in for a surprise this year because it will be one day and <laughs> much shorter than none. So, yeah, we did some foraging. We got some acorns, some pine cones, some conkers. I got some... Branches. <laughs> yeah. You've tried to do a bit of creative, haven't you? A bit of changing rooms. Yeah, there's I a name. Like it looks good. There's a name for it, isn't it? I can't think what it's called. It's not... It's, it's, oh. What are you thinking? It? No, it, well, like the flower arranging for dry... I don't know. I'll have to look this up. I can't remember what Some little messages. Right, so we also went to see Frozen the Musical, which was a surprise for Betsy Pearl on Thursday night. Yeah, we did. So Honey was leaving on Saturday for university. Mm -hmm. So we tried to do a bit of family stuff at the end of the week. Frozen tickets were on half price or something, weren't they? Yeah, some like theatre week. And what's good is you we paid half price for Frozen tickets... And we could only see half of the stage. So it worked out. Well, the annoying thing is they were all the same price tickets, the whole theatre. And I picked some in the stalls which had said no restricted view. I haven't complained yet. Well, you get on it. I mean, I don't I don't know if we'll get anything back or no. we'll get tic extra tickets. But we were sat on row U 
at the Royal... Royal Theatre, Drury Lane. Yeah, beautiful theatre. Staff were lovely. Drinks were outrageous. And... um, We've got tickets to go tonight, but we can't go. Yeah. But we did have a limited view. Anyway, I thought it was very good. It's not one I would chosen to go to. And it was my suggestion, by the way, because I'd seen tickets were cheap. But it, it it was better than I expected it to be. Yeah. I thought it'd be a bit more of a sing-along karaoke because it's Disney's Frozen. Yeah, I thought, because it's, a, again, at the beginning of the show, we've talked about this before, where it says, please do not sing along. I didn't think this one would be like that. I thought they'd let, especially when let it go, you know, well, the amount of young kids in the audience, I bet they wanted to belt Aww. it out. But I wouldn't have minded hearing kids no, singing it. No, not at all. Or done another version of it at the end so the kids can all join in. I don't know. Yeah. I It was better than I thought. Would I go and see it again? No. I'd, for I'd go and see it again with better seats. Yeah, there was... Because some, it's got four nice or effects. five... It's got four or five moments in it that are jaw-dropping. Yeah. It has, you know, No, no, they, they are. But And I, I found the second half better than the first half. I just, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And I, I like, I tried to go into it thinking, because I, I kind of thought it, it was how I thought it was going to be. But it did, like I said, it got better. It got better in the second half. But yeah, it's good. It's worth, I mean, I'd, I'd go and see it. I'd go, like, it's. I'd recommend to go and yeah. see it. And we did it as a surprise. We didn't tell Betsy Pearl. She thought she was going into town for a physio appointment. Yeah. And she walked past the theatre. We did, we did that mum and dad trick of walking Well, she did say to me on the train. She said, am I, am I really? Why, why are we all dressed up like we're going to the theatre? Yeah, for the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> She's getting too old for it now, isn't she? But she was so happy. Yeah. As usual with Betsy Pearl, it was the best night of her life. <laughs> Last night we had Shepherd's Pie and watched the musical on telly. Best night of her life. <laughs> yeah, that's good though. <laughs> it was great I stuff. like how she she's so excited about everything. So Right. 21 minutes into the intro, shall we get on with the main body of today's podcast? That that was supposed to be the couple of minutes quick intro. Yeah. Our second university drop-off happened on Saturday mm-hmm. for Honey, middle child, or difficult middle child. That's what they say in it. She thinks she's the difficult middle child. Yeah. Therein becoming the difficult middle child. Yeah. Um, so we had a Friday night uh, chippy tea. We tried to play a couple of board games. Yeah, I think Friday, Honey was really upset. Yeah, she's going crying. She she was really upset, and I'd I'd been upset that morning because um, I think obviously the reality was kicking in for both her and I. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, because well, obviously there's been so much going on, and I think you know what I was thinking about with Leo when when we did it with Leo. It was COVID, yeah. so it was strange. We'd not been, we'd not flown for over a year, years. yeah. Um, so all of that, and it was like the only reason we were going back was to take Leo to university. So the whole focus was on Leo, and I think it it made the build up feel a lot worse. Whereas this time we've been, but we were also going back to Dubai. Oh yeah, yeah. so it was. No. But I'm on about no, the pre. I'm on about yeah. the pre. No, but knowing that was coming as well. So, you know, so when you do the final goodbye, you know you're not 
driving half an hour down. Yeah, really. oh, look, I mean, that side of it, which we'll talk about a bit yeah. more, but the pre this time, I think because we've all had so much on that we've been distracted. I think I wish you'd gone at the start of September. Like, a, you know, when we were hearing it on radio too, all people texting in saying, I've just dropped yeah. something my kids off. Dom Jolly said it a couple of weeks ago on Twitter. He just dropped his youngest, I think, off at university. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of wish when we had all that stuff going on, you know, like we moved to London, we found this house, we had the movers come and bring 98% of the boxes. Yeah. And... Leo came and visit, and then we get Betsy into school. I kind of wish it had happened then. Yeah, um, partly for her, because I think she's had to watch. Well, she's been like a, a, what do you call it? I'd like to say she's been like a lion pacing in a cage, but she's been more like a lion festering in a in the snuggles. Yeah. What do you call the things? The snuggies. Snoodies. Yeah. Because that's all she's done. Laid in a fetal position on a phone for a month. Well, yeah, and she's, you know, she, she's been unwell as well. But yeah, I think... Yeah, I think for her, watching all her friends go to uni and she's just been like at that point of, right, I'm ready now, I want to go. So I've been almost wanting her to go in that way. Yeah. Um, So I think, like I say, I've been distracted. And then that that morning, that Friday morning, I went to pick up Betsy and I'm on my own and I felt the tears start to... Really? Yeah, so I had to like pull myself together because I'm sat on the tube with people facing me put my sunglasses on um, and then when I got back and I was chatting to Honey and I said, oh, I've been really upset today and she said, so have I and then she had, you know, a couple of emotional outbursts and and she said, it's because I really like being at home with you guys. Like, she, she does. She quite likes... She should tell her face. <laughs> But you know, she likes hanging out with us. She likes where whenever wherever we go or whoever we're going out with, she likes to come. Well, I said that's the difference. Her last few years at home compared to Leo's last few years at home. Mm. He had a girlfriend for the entirety of it. And Leo he, he kinda was more of a I'm going to my bedroom. You know what I mean? He, he that's what he was like for them last couple of years. Um whereas Honey spent most of her time sat with us watching telly or sat with us, you know, I think I put this on the post I put on about her on Instagram was, you know, we have big discussions, we have big arguments, we have big laughs. Yeah. And we're really tight like that. I wish it had been a bit more like that with Leo at times. But uh, it won't, I don't think that would have sunk in for her yet, but it is, you know, I think that last few weeks has almost been like having the ghost of her here. Because she's not been as present, but she's been here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think she's like I say. I think she just got to the point where she was just bored and ready. Yeah. But, but yeah. Then that night, I, I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep. I had. Yeah, I, kept, a bit like that. I kept having anxiety dreams, and I kept waking up, and I was trying to read my book and not think about it because I knew it was coming, and I started to think about. What? How I've been as a mum, like... you. I knew you'd do this. I mean, I'd obviously do it as well, but I don't beat myself up about it. No, no. But I, I know you struggle with that. 
And I know that mums and daughters is very different no, to no, mums no, no. and sons. No, not just not just how I've been as a mum to Honey, just how I've been as a mum to all of them. I'm distinctly average. <laughs> you are an incredible, like most mums, Rose West aside, you are <laughs> an incredible mum, right? Everybody thinks it. Anybody who knows you. So, yeah, no. so you never have to question. I, I think it's just because I was thinking about all of them and how at different points in their lives, like what I did with them individually, you know, yeah. and I was thinking about like Honey had gone to school earlier than both Leo and Betsy because yeah. Honey was ready. Honey always like FS1, Leo was at school. She wanted to go to school. So, you know, it's like, and she's always loved school, hasn't she? She, you know, yeah. she's she's been that kid. And then I thought her and I, in so many ways, are similar. You know, we're both quite feisty. We're both yep. quite outspoken, but then we're quite different as well. Like, you know, our perhaps our interests are quite different. Yeah. Although we again we've got similar interests, but you know, and and because it's interesting, you said about Leo just now that you didn't think we had that with Leo. I, I think we had it quite no more so with Leo, if anything. But Leo is quieter than Honey. And yeah, he, Leo, Honey's a lot more outspoken, rightly or wrongly. And Leo is either at zero or is at very rarely at 100, you know, blows his top. But, but, but I think Leo used to spend time with us, like, watching films and chatting about stuff like that so we did have that with him and then I, I think I think with what I had with Leah was like I'd go and sit in his room and have the quiet chat because he would be the calm one and just yeah. have, whereas with me and Honey obviously mum and daughters sometimes well there's clashed. been a lot more fireworks not not mum and daughter fight she's you know there's been a lot of fireworks with her but like you said I think at times she, she struggled with thinking you know middle child like Betsy's the baby oh, yeah. Leo's already done all the stuff you know so I think she struggled with that but then there were times when Honey and I had such a giggle you know like yeah or we you know we I could chat with Honey about things like girls chat I guess girls chat that yeah. I because I've never had a sister or anything like that so I get I guess that's the kind of things that I did with Honey that I will really miss you know um I don't know. I don't, it's 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 a strange one, and it's like you start thinking about how you've been with each of them. And, oh yeah. And there's things that I wanted to say to and Honey. That kids I, don't do this. That I didn't say to her, and I think, gosh, I've I've had two weeks. I could have just sat with her and talked to her and tell and told her things. But then I also didn't want to do that, if that makes sense, because I didn't want to do it. Free her going away. I don't know. It's it's a it's a strange feeling. Well, let's get on to it. So we had Friday night. We had a right old laugh. We played some board games. God, we were creased up, weren't we? I mean, that's what I love about our family. We play together. We have a lot of fun together. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, we watched a bit of telly, but we we had a chippy tea. We played some board games, and we were in tears laughing. Which I loved. Yeah. Great last night thing to do with that was. And yeah, rough night's sleep. Get up the next morning. Mm -hmm. And we've got the little picanto. Yeah. Slight, a slight downgrade on, I mean, I don't care. I love it. But it's a slight, you know, as far as space goes, it's a bit smaller than your seven-seater. 
I mean, it's probably not much more than my Mustang. But it was decided when we saw how much stuff Honey had got that we had to, I would be taking the car yeah. full of stuff, packed mm-hmm. to the rafters, and you would be going on the train with Honey and Betsy Pearl to South End, where she's studying. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking, this is nice. Uh-huh. I'm going to get in that car. It's about an hour, hour and a half drive. Put a podcast on. Yeah. I love driving. love going new places. I can look at stuff and not get told off. I can, <laughs> you know, great stuff. Didn't work out like that. So what time did you leave? About half eight in the morning. Yeah. We got everything packed in the car. Remarkably, everything fit yep. in the picanto. Again, again, men stress about this. Like, you, oh, I've had a sleepless night. I mean, not a sleepless night. Two, three weeks. I'll tell you why. And this is oh. one of the reasons I'm glad she's gone. Is we're in a three bedroom terraced house in London, right? So it's bigger than we should have been able to get. We're paying way too much for, anyway. But there's no storage. We've no. we've moved out of a four bedroom villa with a maid room in Dubai and two massive sheds outside and a big garden. Yes. Into this. So Honey's university stuff has just been sitting all over the house. This room we're in now is this is the first time we've sat in it together because Honey's been sleeping. Yeah, but in. I knew. I knew. I just knew But even when we piled it all up on Thursday. Yeah. There's no way that looked like it were gonna fit in the well, Kia Picanto. I totally thought it was all going in. Well it did. It did. And this is what With I mean. Not an inch to spare. I you did it when we were uh, moving up to London from my parents and you were stressing about that. Oh, we're never going to get this all in the van. Yeah, because because when it gets to that stage, if we'd have not got all of that in, what's the next option? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, like, what do we do then? Am well, I doing two drives? Maybe, or someone else brings it up. It's like, and but men seem to do it, and my dad does it when whenever they're going on holiday. It gets stressed about the packing like that. It's I, you know, like about making sure that everything's fit in and underweight and I again I think that's a real male thing like really yeah (laughs) I do I do it's like really but anyway so anyway yeah I'm excited I I missed you and I was a bit jealous because I said to you send me lots of pictures because I live tweeted the day and um, I watched you go off up the road I didn't feel very emotional because it was half 18th morning we just had mechanical things to do so you guys went Mm -hmm. I well, Honey woke up in a very different mood as well. She was buzzing. She was excited. She was yeah. getting all the messages from all her New flatmates. flatmates. I've already left. Have you left? Like, whereabouts are you? You know, yeah. it was, they were all, they were literally. Huge day for her. They were all on their WhatsApp group saying, and I had had a big cry that morning. Did you? I, well, I came down and cried on you. Oh, all oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then Honey came out and I was like that, you know, over the shoulder, the soap opera look. I'm going, come here, come here. Yeah, I could. By the way, you know when someone's doing that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I just had stuff to do. I didn't have time for the hug. Oh, thanks. So anyway, off you went. About an hour later, the GPS is saying it's going to take an hour to get to South End, right? So I'm like, I said, so at half nine, you're not getting here till t- 11 o'clock. I got bags of time. Mm. The petrol tank's empty. I've put that into the GPS I only get petrol from Tesco's these days for the club card points. Right. Right. Got that from Martin Lewis, money-saving expert. Good. Four miles a drive down the uh, 
What's it called? The Orbital? I don't know. This, this road here, the big main road <laughs> I thing. I don't that, know. It's a road that we are quite used to. Uh, four miles down there, I find the Tesco. I pull into a petrol pump and I'm behind the one in front. I hate being behind the one in front. I do, yeah. Because you know the guy in front's going to finish before you. Then there's going to be some clown behind you. Then you've you. got to do the manoeuvre to get yeah. in between. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. So, I pull up to the pump. I want you to know I'm already stressed because the car was so full, I couldn't see out the back window and I couldn't see out of my offside mirror, which means I couldn't pull into a lane. So when I had to pull off the motorway, the orbital, to get to Tesco's, I had to pull across blind. So if there'd been a car there, I would have crashed. Right. So anyway, I'm stressed. My heart's going like clappers. I rearrange the car seat so I can see. Difficult because on top of the massive box that's in the front is all the wine you've bought for honey. Yeah. So that's all clinking away at this. Oldie wine. <laughs> yeah. Remember. Anyway, I pull up. Yeah. I get the side right with the, where the pump is, so I don't make that mistake. Everything's great. Everything's gravy. I get out. I look at a little computer screen because we're in England now, and it's very different to putting your petrol in than it is in Dubai where everything's done for you. Now, I do, when you hear this story, and as I said to you when I told you this story, I wasn't being a Dubai wanker. It wasn't like, oh, I expect my car to be filled. And, uh, right, she's just farted. Don't don't do the shush finger. You just farted. <laughs> You've thrown me right off my anecdote. <laughs> you can't do a loud fart on a podcast. I forgot. We were, I got so bored listening to your story. Oh. I forgot we were recording. You got so bored, you just thought I'm going to let a little squeaker you, you, out. You did a massive one before we started. Just so, but you, you. Why would you help me for doing a fart in my own house? You, you just farted you on the said, recording. You said I'll get that out before we get on the podcast. I genuinely. You can't tell that story. I'm cutting that story out. <laughs> no, I I drifted off because. Oh, don't say that because now you're making me feel like I have to cut my whole story out. Anyway, I um, <laughs> good news is it sounds like we're sat close together. I'm a good eight feet away from it, <laughs> so don't worry about it. Right, can you just try and hold them in for remainder of the podcast? So I lift the nozzle, I put it in the car, I squeeze it, nothing happens. You know when the last person's been on and on the computer screen, it's still flashing their money? Yeah. £117. You squeeze it, it goes back to zero. Yeah. Nothing. So it's not, it's not reset. It's not reset. So then I'm looking at the thing. There's a pay at the pump thing. I don't want to pay at the pump, right? I want to go inside. Hand on heart, I wanted to go inside to see if they had a sausage bap or something like that. <laughs> what are you doing now? Are you holding the one in? <laughs> no. Stop pulling your face. Anyway, it just won't work. I'm taking the thing out and putting it back in because that sometimes has some effect to the nozzle. I put it back in the car. I look at the guy... I can see him through the window, you know, but he's 40 feet away and I'm doing the shruggy shoulders. I put it back in. Then he comes on. There's a tannoy. Oh, no. There's another 14 cars at this petrol station. And he's like, guy with the white car, guy with the white car, replace the nozzle, <laughs> press the yellow button. But I can't hear that. I've got bad ears, right? It's on a tannoy. And I'm going, what? What? Like that. Replace the nozzle, press the second button, the yellow button. There is no yellow button. I know by now, by the way, that you're effing and blinding. Well, like... I did, right? So I try a few more times and he's he just keeps appearing. 
Put, replace the nozzle. I fucking replaced the nozzle twice. You I'm, you have got a short fuse, haven't you? This is not short. No, but you have. You have. Like, the short fuse would be getting out of the car, lifting the nozzle off, and then just going crazy. Yeah, but I mean, I don't mean like you get aggressive or anything like that, but it's like... I have spent 18 years not swearing at people in Dubai. So the cork, the genie is out the fucking lamp now, I'm telling you. <laughs> right? So I am, I am effing and blinding at him. Like, there's no fucking yellow button. I press the fucking button. I'm going like that. Yeah. Anyway, it, I have to get back in my car because there's about three cars behind me by now. And I know they're all getting pissed off with me. They're all like, look at this fat clown. So I get back in the car, which I can't see out of. Yeah. I have to drive out the petrol station, loop back around in. I come back in. There's certain alleys that are pay at the pump. The one I've been in wasn't a pay at the pump alley. So then I pull across to another one that's a pay at the pump or inside option. I get there. This one's got a yellow button. Everything's first time straight away, right? I go back, I go inside the thing and I'm like, I'm sorry I was shouting. I said, I've just moved to the country. This is all alien to me. I said, there was no yellow button on that. He goes, oh, yeah, I forgot. And I'm like, oh, did you? Good. Oh, did you get your sausage bap, though? No, they didn't have one. Oh. And I'm like that. And then I'm that stressed. I said to him, Where's the nearest McDonald's to here, right? And he goes, oh, you'll have to double back on yourself. And I'm like, I can't do it because I'm already late now because of you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So anyway... Then I get back onto the orbital mm. and, you know, sometimes GPS is confusing. Yeah. The GPS tells me to turn left to come off the, to, I think it's the M11, the motorway. But then it's saying don't get on the feeder lane. So I literally, I'm pulling in and out. Like, I can't make my mind oh, up. I don't like it when... You the, know when uh, you're just not sure? The map's not telling you correct. It's saying I'm going to be 47 minutes. Yeah. I pull onto the feeder lane to go onto M11. Oh, no. To get onto the M11, you're not supposed to pull off. So, anyway, I've only realised the second I have made that turn, there's no way back on. Right. right. It's just one of these roads where you can't get back on. Because from 47 minutes to an hour, 16 minutes. Oh. And I'm just, I'm just thinking, because I'm getting messages from you. I'm getting messages from you. Fucking sitting on a train. Millionaire shortbread. Everyone's <laughs> happy as Larry. I'm starving. I've not had any breakfast. I'm thinking, why didn't I have some breakfast? So anyway, the rest of the drive was just a palaver. I get there. 
You guys are on side at curb when I get there. I'm so stressed, but I'm trying not to show it. We unload onto the curb and then it's like moving in. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a shame that there was so much, uh, what do you call it, uh, scaffolding. Well, the building is entirely covered in scaffolding. Yeah. So it didn't look very pretty when we arrived. Um, There's a bit of that going on in our lives because Marble Arch, which is a beautiful structure, you know, it's like a mini arc de triomphe, I guess. Yeah. We walk past it every single day. But it's covered in a Gucci advert and it's scaffolded in a Gucci advert. But yeah, yeah. Bunny's Hall's a residence. But I actually think the room was... Decent. Like, yeah, I did a... Functional. You know, the pre-check, the photos. There was nothing really to take photos of. I tell you what they have got, though. They've got... I don't know if it's an American thing, because I've never heard of it before, where... Candy. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> they have somebody... Within their flats, so he, so. You, oh no! Right. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like a chaperone. Yes. So. So explain this to me, because you all were going on about well, it. Well, the know. first person had arrived, and they're like, "Oh, we've got another housemate." So they're all talking about it, and he's like, "A name's whatever," sends a photo, and they're all like, "What? What? What's going on?" Then he sees this poster that's up in the kitchen, which is like. Hi, I'm so-and-so. I am a third or fourth year student studying such and such. I um, am here to help. It's like one of those kind of posters. It's so cheesy. So what they do is... Everything about the new university experience is cheesy. So they put a third or fourth year, so, you know, a last year student into their rooms, into their halls, and she's there to watch over them. She gets paid for doing this as well. Not a bad gig. Yeah. But it's like... But oh. you don't... I mean, it'd be like us moving in. What you don't want there is rolling in at half three in the morning, off your tits, and, you know, you've got the music playing and all of that. And she leans out and goes... Guys. Guys. Yeah. You know, that, like a like a sarcastic look. Guys. Because that's not what it's about, what, what is it? What was it in, like... In boarding schools, the mate is it the matron or whatever they used to have? They used to have like young people again used to stay. Well, yeah, yeah, prefects, the older kids, yeah, they did. Ah, oh, but oh, it's. I just, I was like, oh, that's not fair. You know, they don't want someone like that in there. And you know what? I mean, call me jaded, but the same sort of thing down in the reception. You've got all the. I mean, you've got the the ones who are staff who are older. Like they're our age, yeah. Lanyards are plenty, but then you've got the ones who are the older students who they've got they've roped in. Yeah, it's like and it's like the prefects um, at school. Hi guys, here's your entry card, and come down and see us later. And we're going to explain everything to you, and we're going to be doing a meet up later. And there's going to, and I'll just be like, I'll be in my room for four years. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. No, it's I, I get it, but it's um yeah that. Although like... let's be honest, when Leo went. To Bristol, he did none of that stuff. He totally missed freshers because he thought... Well, I think part of that was because he was on not on a campus. No, but what I mean is they had freshers events and he didn't go to any of them. Honey will not be like that. Honey is such a bloody head girl that she will go to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's the, Honey is the one in four years who will be living in the thing <laughs> yeah. with the kids. Yeah, true. Um. But yeah, when she, when we got there, she was she was you know just wanting to get moved in, and suddenly she changed, L like literally. 
she just wanted to get her room done and then she's like oh I'm not feeling very hungry because the plan was we're going to go out for a meal this is do, what you do the final the last supper yeah go out for a meal do the shopping you know the grocery shopping get it all back in and then we're going to leave her to it anyway she starts going I'm not hungry and I'm thinking so now she's trying to get out of having the meal but obviously well, I wish you'd have fucking told me that because I would have gladly not gone for that meal well you know but we're Betsy's moaning that she's starving so I'm like I've had no breakfast yeah just just have a little bit. So we're there and then she's like, should we oh, go then? See, I didn't know any of this were going yeah. on. So she's like, should we go then? Then you say that you want to have a one. Oh, hold on. Oh, you're skipping a lot of stuff here. What? You're skipping a hell of a lot of stuff. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Let's talk about what happened. There's, there's so much stuff you've missed. We've moved her into a room. Yeah. You've took her boxes up. There's an NCP car park underneath where when we left England... You would drive in, get a ticket and pay on your way out, right? Yeah. That's how it's the future now. So you drive down two levels and then you have to use an app to pay to park. But you know what the clever thing is? There's obviously no Wi-Fi two floors down. So you have to leave your car where the traffic warden can give you a ticket and so you can get far enough away to get Wi-Fi to pay for it. Right. right? But we got her moved in. You've missed a big thing that happened. We did a room, mm. you know... Then we did a kitchen, and in the kitchen, there was a massive bowl of stinky meat. Now, we're all vegetarians, right? <laughs> Honey, the cupboards are all, whatever your room number is, there's a sticker on your doors, right? Yeah. And in front of Honey's, you know, side on the kitchen. Well, it, it looked like, is it offal? Is it that the... it, um, well, it looked like intestines. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what offal is. And it was a bowl of that with a piece of wood on top, marinating. Yeah. It got moved slightly and I got a whiff of it. Oh, it stunk. And it were like it smelled like an abattoir. And I said to Honey, well, I think you said it, go and knock on some doors. Well, the thing is, they'd all been kicking off again on the group. Who's put raw meat like on yeah. the side? Like She's the only veggie, by the way. Yeah, she is. But they're all still moaning about it. But yeah, I just said to her, just like, um, you know, you don't have to be rude about it. But yeah. it's it's the... Although it did seem a bit awkward when the girl came in. So we did that. Then we went out and walked through South End. And we Honey's Halls are at one end of the high street and the beach is at the other end. Yeah. And that is pretty much the main drag in South End. Yeah, but I didn't mind it. I mean It was it was just a bog standard town centre. Yeah, and, and you've got people from all walks of life and stuff like that. But I liked that. You could literally walk to the the train station. It was five yeah. minutes. There was a supermarket. Got everything you need. Less Primark, than five H&M. minutes away. There was a town centre with all the, like you say, high street shops five minutes away. Or you've got the beach and amusement park five minutes away. So everything's within... I think that's good. I'm glad she definitely doesn't need a car. No, no, no. And not even a bike. Aren't city uh, centres ugly magnets? Yeah. You go to Sheffield, you go to Southampton down your way. South End is an ugly people magnet. Yeah, no. We were only visitors before you say anything. (laughs) But something else I noticed, because I... I was down before you guys. I stood waiting for you outside. Every family has a little Rob Beckett clone child. <laughs> you know how Rob Beckett talks? They all talk like that, don't they? Every little kid, he's talking like that, like a confident man. Yeah. They're all little. They're all chubby with blonde hair. They all look exactly like <laughs> Rob Beckett. It's like he's been round and shagged everybody's wife. Oh, dear. Apologies to Rob. I do like him. Uh, so, yeah, we ended up eating in, I think it was called the Royal Hotel. 
but it's the hotel round the corner. Yeah. Uh, you know, before you get to the beach, really nice. Eighty quid meal. All we had was starters. Yeah. Right? But nice enough. Staff were friendly. We walk outside, and a seagull shits right on my head. Yeah. Yeah, and you know when you feel it. Because I thought it was raining. I'm like, it's no one else is getting wet. And, I, and it had hit me on the head and gone down my front. Oh. And I turned around to you and I went, I think a bird's just shit on me. And instead of getting wet wipes out, I'm wiping off. <laughs> you roll around. Oh, it was I funny. Go, Stop making me laugh. I'm going to piss myself. Stop it. I'm going to piss myself. <laughs> and I'm thinking, grow up and wipe the shit off my head. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, I thought it was just on your, like, little bit on your cheek and on the thing, and then you went, it's on my hair, and then it was this big splodge on your hair. Oh, my God. Well, they say it's lucky, don't they? Yeah. Like. Nothing lucky has not, happened since then. I was going to say, is any, have you got any yet? Yeah, so that's all the stuff you cut out. No, I, no, I didn't get there yet. Well, you were already talking about after lunch. Yeah, but I'm just saying, what I was saying, we, you had said that you wanted to have a wander back up in the high street. Yeah, I wanted to have a look around. But I could sense from her... So we're not of course. Yeah, we I could sense from her that she didn't. So you'd sense this women's intuition, mum's intuition. You and she'd mentioned to you about not being hungry. This had all happened at the room before we'd even gone down there. Yeah, yeah. And then, I knew none of this because then, genuinely, if I'd have known this, I'd have gone, if you want, we can get off. And then she's like, Oh, so and so's already done their room. So and so's back in the such place, so and so's done this. So I was like, Well, you're not gonna be the last one. Yeah. I said, Where's you know, one of the guys, because he hadn't even set off. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm not sure. So she was getting FOMO, basically. Right, so I didn't know this. Yeah. So and even when we'd had the meal, like I said, if you guys want to go up ahead, because you were going to say Sainsbury's well, to do the big shop. When you said that, I thought, right. And then Honey's like nodding. So yeah, so her but and I... I see, I still... Dad's intuition was Easy Street. So I took Betsy Pearl. Yeah. And... uh I thought I'll treat it to a few things. You can't because every other shop's a phone shop or a vape shop. Two things Betsy's not getting. <laughs> and uh, and off you went. Well, Dad, let me tell you when Dad's intuition kicked in when I met you at Sainsbury's because you'd already done the big shop. Oh, didn't have a pound, by the way. This really bugs me about England. You have to have a pound to get a trolley, right? Even the little trolleys. Now... This is, this is because... Everyone's taking them and chucking them in canals. Yeah, I get it. But what do you do if you don't have a pound? It's what a do nightmare. You do? Like, so I've I've got up there to do Honey's Big Shop. Neither of us have got any, any change. Like... We don't carry people, money. People don't carry money around these days. No. So I'm like, brilliant. And I mean, you've bought one of these... Fake pounds. Fake pounds that you get on... Uh, legit fake pounds. They were from Tesco's. Oh, no, yeah, it was from... But it goes the... on your key ring. Yeah. And then, so you have it on your car keys. Then when you go to the shops, you take it off, you put it in, Bob's yeah. your uncle. I don't have the car keys on me because you've got them. So I'm like, right, now what do I do? And they don't even have the wheelie The baskets. trolley basket. Yeah, yeah. Even, they've not even got them. They've got the old wire ones, you know, the ones that press into your fingers... Honey the ones take... that you put a ball of Domestos in yeah. and it breaks through your fingers. Yeah, so Honey takes one, I take two, because I'm thinking... Oh, you know, I could see Honey's face by the time I turned up. She couldn't going, give it me fast enough. She's going, that, that's it now, that's it now. And she'd already said to me, right, because when I did this with Leo, he was awful. What a nightmare he was in that he supermarket was like, I don't need that, I don't need that. And I'm like, what about, you know, for making your curries and chilies? Because he was into his cooking by yeah. then, you know, and 
no, no. And he, again, he all he wanted to do at that point was get back to his flat, see his new flatmates, get going. And I could sense it. Honey was like, oh, I won't be that, like that. She even said it whilst we were having dinner that day. I won't be like that. I want everything. So I was like, right, okay. So she's going to be a bit easier in the supermarket. Oh, no. And then I said to her, check, do you want to check your grocery list to make sure we've got everything? We have. And I went, toilet roll? Oh, yeah, yeah. That. Razors? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we need that. Yeah. So we hadn't got, and she wouldn't even look at her list, which is not like honey. So because all she's thinking is, I've got to get out. I've got to get back. On the, yeah. On the mad dog and the poppers, I've got to get and out. And when I got home, there were still 10 things on the list that we'd not got. But anyway, I thought, well, that's down to you. I've, you know, I'm trying yeah. it. I'm trying, I'm offering you free stuff here, you know, like, but anyway, we got her bits and bobs. So but- I turn up because I've got all the bags. Yeah. And uh, we meet at the till. Mm. And you've got about three or four shopping baskets worth yeah and I just said to honey you scan them because I thought she's got to learn to do this she's got to start doing it so, and again she's trying to do that as fast as possible she's getting frustrated and Betsy Pearl's doing that thing where she's in her own little world she's wandering off for piles and honey's doing that honey turns into like again I've mentioned Victorians honey turns into like a Victorian school mom with Betsy doesn't she where is that child? Betsy Pearl, where is that <laughs> child? She starts going off like that. Would you come on? And by that point, I've twigged. And I'm like, here we go. Yeah, she just wants to go. Yeah. So then it's lugging the shopping back to the thing, and which I think me and you carried the most of, putting it all away for her. And we're in the kitchen, and she's doing that thing that she's been doing with you where she's trying to get us out. Yeah. And I'm saying... Keep your crisps and your biscuits and your ketchup in your room. Why? Why would I have to do that? They're not going to get stolen. I'm like, you've never lived with anyone before, have you? What I couldn't point out to her is the way that she's ate everything good in this house. (laughs) Every time I've gone in the bloody fridge over the last month for some corn ham, she must be making Scooby-Doo sandwiches every day. Literally to the point of two packets of corn ham went in two days. And I said to her, have you had some ham? Yeah, yeah. She must be having 10 sandwiches a day. So I'm See, like things like that don't bother me, but yeah, but they do bother you, right? And first of all, you're a gr- you're not an eater, but it'll bother her when she comes home. Oh no! And she's not lived with drunk eighteen year old men before either. They come home and they'll just eat. They'll hoover up whatever's left out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right? and I because I'd said to her, bring a marker pen so we can write. Yeah. Nope. And then nope. no, she brought it, and then that's so what I'm saying to her. Should we write on your stuff? Nah, no. So I was like, okay. But then we went back into the room, literally within seconds of being back in her room. Betsy opens her bedside drawer and uh, pulls out a little box of 10. And Well, let's explain. They're condoms. You've bought them for her, which is very, you know, forward thinking of you. Um, And Betsy's like, what are these? Like that. I'm like, that's a conversation I'm not ready to have. Yet. And he's like, put them back, put them back. Yeah. I, and as she's saying that, I said to Betsy, no, I'll take them down because all the kids, all the other kids were in the kitchen by this point. I'm like, no, I'll take them down the kitchen. Ask, ask what they are. <laughs> but yeah, but honey, at literally this point, she was pushing us She's out. got her foot on door. Yeah, she's going, come on open. then, go. And there was like, even the hugs were like. Well, seconds before that, one of the other girls had walked in. Her parents had just gone, she went, oh, my parents are in floods of tears. And I almost wanted to say to you, there'll be no tears from me today. I won't have that because of the way we're being treated. And 
I hate to say this, but sometimes honey can be uh, totally, what do you call it? Um, what's the opposite of thankful? What's the word I'm thinking of? Unappreciative. Ungrateful. That's the word I'm thinking of. There's times in life when she can be very ungrateful, right? Her head's in another place. Obviously, this day her head was in another place. But I just bought an 80 quid lunch. I'd spent 80 quid on shopping. We've pretty much tidied it all up for her, put it all away for her. We're the ones lugging all the empty boxes back and all the stuff she doesn't want to keep anymore, right? And, by the way, we're the ones who spent 18 years paying for everything and are paying for the room she's about to be sleeping in. I didn't get a hug when when we were leaving and no thank you. We were just pushed out the door. Yeah, well, and it, I, I want to say it's not this. about the paying for stuff, by the way. Well, it's not, no, no. Like, Do you know what? There's a little thing when you buy someone a big shop, it would be nice to oh, go, no, oh, thanks. There's no, there's no reason we could have had the thanks for that stuff, but it was more about the realisation of, oh, this is a big deal for my mum and dad. Like, this is, this is... And I want to say this, we didn't get it from Leo either. And no, this is when it's very difficult for parents because there's no payoff, right? No. The and kids are going into party time, right? Yeah, and look, you and I were both the same, I'm sure, to our parents. Yeah, big time. And, oh, I've, and I've said it to Leo, and I'm sure it'll happen with Honey. It's not until you get to about your mid-20s that the... Pe- and, I, and I'll tell you why it is then, because you're out of college... And you're suddenly having to work and you suddenly realise the cost of everything. Leo's done but it. But not just that. Again, it's not. It's, it's the emotional side of it. I think you don't appreciate everything that your parents do for you. And I, and I don't mean like... No, no, but, but, I mean but the, also... The, the emotional pressure that you have as parents and... Oh, and she's... And, and, and like what we've done here coming to this country... Yeah. It's all been for the kids. Yeah. It's so we can be close to Honey and Leo. It's so Betsy can have her opportunity. So everything we've done is for the kids. And like, we, we've joked about it, you know, or, but it's it's a big step that you and I have had, you know. We're, we've given we're, up everything. We're sat here with no jobs, with a bloody appointment at a job centre, you know, next week. But it's just... And we can laugh about it, but that's the reality of it. But also... But also, the money we have got is earmarked for their next four years. Yeah. And, but but the thing is, I'm not, it's not that I'm expecting it. And if you've not done this yet and you've got it coming in your life, you've got to be ready for the fact that there is no payoff. As a parent, you don't get a payoff. You yeah. don't get, you know... Well, and and I'll tell you when the payoff comes, and it's not a nice payoff. Is with Leo a few months in when when he I I wouldn't call it seasonal adjustment disorder, but when the sun stops shining, you know, because you get these Indian summers, I think they're called now, where it's September's nice and October's being yeah. all right. But when the night's drawing and it's suddenly cold, and you're in an house or halls that's got no heating, and you're cold and everything, mm. and you don't have that thing that parents give you, where you've always got a full fridge. And you've always got telly and you've always got heating and hot water and all them things. That's when it hits you. And that's when we'll get the message. That's when we got the message from Leo, isn't it? You know. Yeah, well, but, but also he also messaged us once he was lonely. And I think. I know, but that's what I mean is I that's think, when you suddenly realise, oh, that's who was there for me. 
all my friends who I live with, who I thought were like Honey is now, these are the best friends I'll ever have. This is it. It's like Breakfast Club, best friends in the world forever. Well, as soon as they all go home for the weekend, that's what happened with Leo because we were in Dubai. As soon as all his friends went home for a long weekend, mm. he was suddenly on his own. And that's, you know, he split up with his girlfriend and that's when it hits. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with Honey. But I don't think as children you appreciate that, you know, you you as parents have given your whole. Everything. Yeah. As, you know, for 18 years you give you give them everything and then suddenly you feel empty. You feel like that purpose that I had, I'm... I don't, I'm not, I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. I mean, you do, you continue to lay awake at night wondering if they got back from their clubbing or, you know, if I've not heard from Leo for a couple of days, then I'm stressing like, is he okay? And, you know, you don't want to annoy them at the same time by constantly messaging them. So you're kind of waiting for them to message you, but they don't even think about that, you know, like that you're worried about them. So, it, so that never stops, but the it, it does leave a hole. And I've this time I felt, I think with Leo, if you listened to the podcast last time, there was a lot of tears from me. Yeah. And I, this time I'm going through something. I, I think it's definitely different. This it's time. it's it's easier in that I know we're not yeah. far away. We're, we're literally an hour's train ride. And I think Honey appreciates that. That you know, she knows that if she needs us, we are only an hour's yeah. train. She's quite confident about travelling back up here. So that that side of it is definitely, definitely made it easier. It's I feel I think I feel older this time. I feel I said to you like when I look in the mirror the last few weeks, I I feel really old. Like I feel like I look older. Just. I don't know, my body shape, everything that I think you go through anyway as older people, you know, the the things that feel shit because, you you know, that's what happens. Obviously, life happens and you get older and you look shit. But I'm going through that anyway at the minute. Like every time I look at myself, I think, God, I look old. <clears throat> and then then I have I had that thing of, that's it, that's another child gone. Yeah. So that's... Well, you said it, didn't you? And yeah. And there were three. And then it's like, wow, that's been a huge part of my life there. Yeah. Just gone. Like, and I, and then that's, I think that's why then I started thinking, have I, have I been good enough to them all? Like, have I yeah. done the right thing? Have I, course, have I given them all? Every parent does this. No, I know, I know. I know they do. And it's... And you've been way better than I have. You know, and you've done... I don't know. I don't think I think, I think the better. thing with I think, I, I think with dads, you know, mums will always do more. I think it's a given. You know, I, I know there are exceptions to the rule, but mums will always do more, and mums are more hands on. Dads sometimes are more like the the engine. You know. Yeah, I mean, like. So I'll do the 2 a.m. drives. I'll go out and work all hours, God yeah. says, you know, that kind of thing. But you'll do the homework with them and make sure they've got food on. So, you know, like it's, yeah, I yeah. don't want to make that sound like an old fashioned thing. But 
traditionally that's how I think yeah you're right and I mean supposedly scientifically the mum is affected more by their emotions apparently like I don't I believe that you know I'm assuming that's because the mum has carried them so I assume there is some science behind it but but yeah it's well it was just a weird I, I would just say that, and I think... And I'm surprised how she's been the last... I've tried to not, again, not message her too much, let her message me, like... And I thought she would have been a bit more like, oh... Well, that, again, his, this is the difference, his, because Leo is bloody useless. Yeah. He is absolutely useless on phone. He will go months without texting you, and then when he does, if you text him, by the way, he leaves you on grey... And he's got his phone set to that thing where you stay on grace so you don't know if he's alive or dead. So as a parent, it's really fucking annoying. Honey is on top well, she's with everything. Seen, she's seen how And we've had this conversation with her. Been. You're not going to be like him. You're not going to be like him. Well, let me tell you this. No, she has replied to, well, to all my messages. it's Monday and she's not messaged me once. Right. Right. And but- I genuinely... I've not said out about this to you. And the reason I've not said it is because I don't want you to do that mum thing where you message her and go... You should message daddy. No, 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 I don't do that anyway. Although, it's probably our job to message them. No. Bullshit, right? We've dropped her off. She's kicked us out the fucking door. We've come home all sad and quiet and go while she's out on the vodka wickeds, right? (laughs) A fucking message the next morning to say, here's how my first night went, would have been lovely. She's, it's Monday afternoon now. We dropped her off on Saturday. She's not sent me one message. She did message about, because we obviously wrote a card for her and she messaged at one o'clock in the morning saying she'd open the card. It was like, because we'd each written separate messages. By the way, she missed out there because I was going to put a couple of hundred quid in that card. And then, you know, like by the time we got to the afternoon, because I was going to do it when we got to Sainsbury's, I was going to get it cash machine then. And I'm like, I'm getting the boot here. I am getting the boot. So like, <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, I just... <sighs> it's just... It's hard. It's hard. And I, there's a bit of me that totally gets it as well. And, you know, I'm sure my parents are listening, nodding, like, oh, you were the same and you did this to us. And I, you know, and I'm sure, like I said, you did the same thing to your parents. I get it. But, you know, it's, it doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it any easier on how you're feeling inside, you know, and it's like, I'm already thinking about Christmas. I'm already thinking, uh, you know, and I, again, I can remember my, what my nan was like at Christmas about which of her children were going to be coming around for Christmas Day or, you know, who was coming for Christmas Day. I've already got that feeling of, will both Leo and Honey come back here for Christmas Day? You know, I, I've already got that feeling. And it's it's a, and I've got no control over that anymore. And I think that's the other thing is that you, that, that, Part of your control is taken away as well. Yep. So, which is a hard, hard thing to adjust to. I don't think it'll ever be the same, which will be difficult because we've always had these huge. We've not had huge family Christmases like with loads of our extended family. Your parents might come out. They've done that quite regularly. Uh, my parents have been out every now and then, or we've been here. Uh, most of our Christmases have been us. Yeah. But they are huge Christmases because we've made the Christmases huge for the kids. But I think as a family, we've always been, the five, the five of us have oh, yeah. have been really close. We, You know, like even we've gone on holidays that 
we couldn't afford to go on, but we went on because we wanted to have that experience yeah. as a family, you know. We, 100%. And we've, so in that way, I feel like we've been really lucky. Like we've had, we are a close family and uh, yeah, it's, and I, I, I wonder how, and Honey was really upset thinking about Betsy and like, I wonder how Betsy's going to be now she's on her own. Yeah. It's, because she found, when Leo went, Betsy had, a couple of months after that. Of, well, she'd be messaging Betsy. Really, really because struggling. again, I would hope that she'd be messaging Betsy at least. Yeah, no, I think, because I think they did that anyway. Did it, Betsy right, and Honey already uh, me, did that. When I was at Honey's age, I went to work in America, right? Yeah. And I wrote a letter to my mum and dad once, perhaps twice a week. I was the same age as Honey. So yeah. I'm just, because I've been thinking about what you were saying about, what did we do it to our parents? I... I like writing anyway, but my mum has got a pile of letters from that trip. And I, it's different now. Back then, I think I probably phoned her three times through the summer. I was there for no, a long time. I did the same thing when I went travelling. I, this is the I thing wrote is, letters. What is the excuse now? Or is it that it is so easy to be in touch that they don't bother? Maybe. Because it's just... Maybe, and I think... Like, I'm genuinely hurt we that she's not even sent me a token message. Yeah, but then I think in her mind, she sent that message to me in that that's for everybody kind of thing. I wrote in the fucking card to message me. It's one of the things I wrote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It's... um. It's not a nice feeling. And nothing... There's no... I don't think there's a good way of coming out of it. No. As a parent. No, and and I You're think... You're not coming home in a good mood. I woke up yesterday, like I said, I didn't I didn't uh, message her straight away. I just... But then I don't want her feeling like, oh, are they thinking about me? Because they've not messaged me, you know. But I felt I felt quite numb yesterday. I didn't, I didn't have... Like I said, I didn't want to keep crying or anything like that. I just... I felt a no, bit... it wasn't that feeling. And it when was... you when you were trying to take photos of me in the the woods, I just that would have done. An emotional face would have done for the <laughs> photos. But even that, like yesterday, like I felt bad because we had custard. Honey loves custard. That's one of her favourite things, and I felt bad that we'd had custard. That's that's a stupid thing for me yeah. to. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it's weird. I feel like we've, the last 15 minutes of this podcast has gone on to a proper downer, but it's what's happened. And I know, look, I don't know if my emotions are coming across as anger, but it is, it's not, it's, it's sadness. And it's that thing of just care a bit. You know what I mean? Just care a bit. Yeah. When does that happen? Because yeah. we've brought them up to be really caring kids. Yeah. Just care a bit, you know. I'm not being selfish. I don't, like, it takes nothing to just, say, just send a message. Well, I think that first Mother's Day when Leo sent those flowers and nobody had told him to, mm. do you remember? Like, how that made me feel, like, it, just, you know, like, it. it's such a little thing that he he did but was huge for me you know and I don't know but anyway but 
on a lighter note, should I tell you what happened on the tube? Yeah. You remember I, I came back a couple of days ago, um, me and Bets. I'd gone to pick Bets up. Right. And <laughs> it was, it's always a busy train coming back because it's kind of rush, rush hour. hour. And we were on the second part of the journey, which is the longer journey. So it's nice to get the seat. Anyway, we managed to get to, well, she gets a seat and there's a guy next to her and he's got his nose under his jumper. So right. he's like, he's obviously trying to hide the, like a smell that's around him or, okay. or he's, you know, like some people wear masks on a tube anyway. Cause, right. Okay. So I'm like, See him doing that, and I'm thinking, wonder what he's doing. Anyway, he gets off, so then I jump into his seat, and my God, there's a smell, right? <laughs> and Betsy, Betsy says to me, "Oh, mommy, it smells like beer and sweat. No bar, a bar and sweat, right? A bar and sweat." And I was like, "Mm-hmm, doesn't smell very nice." What I would describe it as is sex. It stunk of cum and sex. Jesus Christ, Laura. It was disgusting. It was the guy... But you were straight over to that seat. The guy next to me, I had to like just the whole time, like like look at Betsy because I couldn't look at him because I thought if I can see his face, then it's going to make me like... Well, well, I couldn't look at him. What's, I, your, um, what's your conclusion here? Has he has he just been to pub and had sex, do you think? Well, I don't... I don't know if he's been to the pub. He didn't smell of beer. He smelled of, like Betsy said, bar. The bar and sweat. So she... Ah, so not... See what Betsy's done there is. She's thinking about what you smell like. Shut up. Around sex. The bar and sweat. (laughs) (laughs) The two things. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah. That is horrible. that That is the smell that I could smell. Like, literally. It's just... And... Oh, and his, I just want, I didn't want to touch his leg. You know, like I didn't want my leg to good. rub up. This rub. is good. I was just like, so I was squeezing as close as I could to Betsy, turning my face. And like, I thought, because if I suddenly put my face into my jumper, that's going to show him that. Uh, and then I. Just, I, to, let, just to clear up here. Oh, when uh, you say it smells like sex. Yeah. That's not what I smell like. I don't smell like the bar. No, no, no. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I'm well, Betsy never has smelt that smell. So, like, she doesn't know what she's describing, does she? And, I mean, the sweat part <laughs> the she got. The bar and sweat. <laughs> Mummy, it smells like the bar and sweat. So, I mean, she... I, I can remember, like, people coming out of certain bars in Amsterdam smelling like that. Like Goodness gracious. I have no idea what this smell is. <sighs> well, it's... it's. Be careful. Men, isn't it? Like, it's that... It's just... It, blah, it's not a nice smell. <laughs> it's... it. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, it's different when it's, you know... <laughs> You I'm were, just leaving you hanging. <laughs> Keep talking. No, when it's you're in your own bedroom, I mean, like you know, it's different. But when it's other people's, you don't want to smell it. Like so, what you're talking about? I is don't. I'm, Amsterdam beer, sweat, drugs, fat middle-aged men in football shirts having slept with coming out of the ladies of the night coming out of the glass rooms. Yeah, you know, who've, 
let's be honest, they're probably like a porridge bowl down there after a busy night. Salt. You're about that smell. Yeah, it's it's a different, I mean, it's a salty. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sweaty, but then it's got a slight difference. Oh, it's dirty. It's a dirty smell. It's like, oh, I can't. Yeah. it. You know, right. You know, when you smell someone that hasn't, and this does happen where you're in the shop and you there's like people that you can tell haven't washed. Right, go on. And there's a particular smell that those people give off, isn't there? Yeah, but my first thought is never, hello. Yeah, but and, it, and it's quite a dirty smell. Yeah. Well, it was combined with that, but with stinky, cummy. Oh, Jesus Christ, Laura. It was I don't dis- like to hear these words coming out of your mouth. Well, I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it was awful. And all I could, I was like holding my breath in. For the whole journey. Right, this is a really long podcast hour, up to about an hour 20. Oh, God. So I want to say this to finish on. Yeah. Right? Because everyone's got their opinions on me and you, right? And everyone thinks I'm the bawdy northerner with the bad language and all of this. I just want to say that away from the university stuff, the two anecdotes you got today was Laura talking about beer, sweat, cum smells and me talking about little kids Crossing the road in the tabards. I know, but that think how that him, think how that could be interpreted. <laughs> it can't be. I said it just puts. I feel joy when I see them because they're at the start of their lives and they're enjoying themselves. Right? Can we not name this one? <laughs> Beer and sweat, sex smell. Yeah, please let's not make me look bad again because the last one you called obsessed with penises. Obsessed with penises. <laughs> so well, it's got to sum up the episode. Yeah, geez. I'll right. tell you what we'll call it. No, and don't say. Go on. We'll call it Laura the Cum Sommelier. No, 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 no. <laughs> when you call somebody, you know, like people oh, who work with perfume. I've got a really strong sense of smell, by the way. Well, you must have. I have. <laughs> it's my it's my memory trigger. Right, we better go. This is, I'm so sorry that this has been so long, this episode, but, you know, I can't do anything about it sometimes. And I genuinely, we don't always talk about what we're going to talk about. So I had no idea that you were going to talk about that. <laughs> In fact, we'll say bye. Let's say bye now. And then we'll record a trigger warning for the beginning of the podcast. Okay. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Details, if you want to get in touch, are on the uh, description of the podcast. If you've made it this far through, you're a legend. Let us, if you've made it this far through, send us a message telling us that you're a legend. And we'll see you next time. Bye. The end. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.